When you write descriptions, do they feel either clunky or sparse? Like you're putting in too many details or possibly too few? Are you always second guessing yourself about what details to include and what not to include? If so, this podcast is for you. I'm going to be talking about this and answering questions about this. So stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. Okay, so this comes from a question somebody sent me on Facebook. I'm going to, it's not really a full sentence, but I'm going to read it to you. It just says, what details to include or not include? Too many or too few, constantly self and second guessing self. Okay, so I think this is very common for first time authors and newbie authors. I know that when I was a youngster, meaning when I was in like junior high and high school, I was already pretty good at English and I was already pretty good at writing, but I used to pride myself on writing really flowery descriptions with really big words, or at least what I thought at the time were really big words. They were probably just like, you know, 12th grade words or something. But, um, The thing is, I don't think I was ever corrected on that, which is one of the problems with high school English. Um, Nobody ever told me that's actually not a great way to write descriptions, (laughs) just throwing in as many flowery words as we possibly can. Um, But I thought it was at the time. And I think it's very common when you get started to want to describe something in vivid detail. We want to convey it to our readers. We want to make sure that they are living within that moment with us, you know, getting all the sensory details and all of that. But sometimes if we're not careful, that can turn into just a laundry list of adjectives. And that's not, it's not well-written prose, especially for fiction. Okay. So while a lot of you may know this, let's just state it for the record. Long lists of flowery adjectives is not the best way to write descriptions. Okay. As I said, most of you probably know that, but the question is, do you know why? I mean, other than it just sounds terrible. Uh, The main reason is that it loses the reader, okay? They get bored reading all of that. And when they try to focus on so many adjectives at the same time, it actually pulls them out of the story. It takes away their experience of it. Um, So rather than losing them in a sea of adjectives, the best descriptions have only two or three descriptive terms, if that, okay? Now, understand what I'm saying here. That does not mean that any time you are describing anything, a setting, a room your character has walked in, you can only do three words or it's going to be terrible, okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. Really, we're talking about any given description, okay? It's specific to what you're describing. So your character could walk into a room and there might 
be like 15 things you need to describe in that room you know the room itself what it looks like what's on the walls what's sitting in the room what does the ceiling look like the feeling the character has when writing walking into the room um you know are there spiders on the walls did they just step in something all of those are different things that need to be described and that's what we're talking about describe each thing in with one or two descriptors at most right but that doesn't mean that you have to stick to three descriptors per scene and that's it okay that would be underdoing it and then that would be terrible too you've got to find the right balance um this is also very it's specific to what you're describing which is what i said but it's also very dependent on the experience the character is having that you want to convey to the reader okay so how do we go about doing this how do we go about creating these descriptions well i'm going to give you four tips here that will help you determine what to include and what not to include um, the first is what i've already covered here and that is no more than two or three salient details not a laundry list okay and the question is how do you determine what are the salient details that will help convey the experience to the reader we're going to get to that um, but no more than two or three so that's my first tip uh, the second tip is to make them sensory help the reader visualize it okay so instead of saying you know we'll use the uh they walked into a room instead of saying the walls were blue say the character's name and what they think of the blue walls and how they would describe the blue walls so you can say john noticed that the walls were painted blue or you can say John walked into the room and found himself confronted with walls the color of the sky on a sunny day. <laughs> okay, you see how different that is. You're putting them into the experience and creating, obviously, a picture that's the, the epitome of showing rather than telling, you know, because the reader thinks about what the sky would look like on a sunny day and that creates a picture in their mind rather than just telling them the walls are blue. So make it sensory. Help them visualize it or feel it with one of their senses. Help them smell it, help them taste it, help them, uh, you know, what would it feel like tactilely, something like that. Make the details sensory. Here's the next thing. Whatever details you are using to describe whatever it is needs to tie to something relevant within the character or the story. Now, that sounds really complicated and like it's a really tall order, but I promise you it's not. The character's emotions and the way they're perceiving what is going on in the story are gonna tie directly to your story's theme, right? If it's a very dark story, then you probably need to describe the ambiance of you know, whatever it is, the setting or whatever, as being very dark, maybe very um, dismal. You know, on the other hand, if you're writing a rom-com, it's going to be more sunny. It's going to be more light. It's going to be more happy. Okay, the same thing is true of describing things. Again, remember what I said. You want to describe them in a sensory way as the character is experiencing them. So what is the character's experience of the story? Like I said, if they're in a dark place, then they're going to perceive things as dark. If they're in a happy, sunny place, they're going to perceive things as happy and sunny. So however you describe something, whatever descriptory words that you use, tie them to the character's emotions. How is the character perceiving that thing and and you know maybe why uh, depending on uh what's going on in the scene it may or may not be the um appropriate to just to talk about why and do internal dialogue but it doesn't really matter you you don't really need to overthink this we're talking specifically about the description right the internal dialogue is something else but for the description whatever adjectives you use tie them to the character's emotions tie them to something relevant to the story um let me see if i can Think of an example of this. 
I remember once coaching someone who had a, um, it was a mystery, a cozy mystery that was set on the banks of a river. And so we, we were actually going over her blurb for Amazon and we ended up bringing in a lot of water imagery. So let's kind of go with that as an example. Let's say that your to- story takes place near a body of water or that you know water is a big element of your story, something like that. And in your particular story, um, maybe say that the character is afraid of the water. It represents something dark or they have hydrophobia or something like that. So when you're describing something, especially if it has anything to do with water, you're gonna describe that as something that is dark and frightening, right? Um, Even if you're not specifically describing what the character is afraid of, you can describe something that you want to convey to the reader is dark as having water-like qualities because the character is afraid of the water. You see what I mean? So you're just gonna tie it to something like that and that makes for much better descriptions. It makes them very seamless. It really grounds the reader, not only in the story and in the setting and the scene, but in who the character is and what they believe and what they're thinking and how they're perceiving things. And it just makes for a much, much more powerful description that goes hand in hand with everything else that you're conveying in the story, okay? And my fourth and final tip is to ask your beta readers for feedback. (laughs) If you're a little unsure about a description, get somebody to read it for you, okay? And you can ask them specific questions. What I usually do is start with um, just asking them for their general feedback. And then after that, you can ask them for, you can ask them more specific questions like, does this describe this well? Are you able to visualize it based on this? Do the words seem relevant to what's going on? This is what my character believes. Am I conveying that well? You know, things like that. Write down those questions and ask them to answer them after they've read the description. And that can be from a reader. It can be from a fellow author. It can be from anyone. You're just looking for a little bit of feedback. And that's that's true of all things, guys. You know, sometimes we tend to have blinders on where our work is concerned. So we always need to get... Um, another pair of eyes on it, right? Okay, so this is a bit of a shorty episode this week, but that's okay because I uh, had a longer one last week, which by the way, had some audio issues. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize it until people started telling me. Um, But this was a question that I got from Facebook and so I wanted to address it. And it's one of those things that you just gotta practice. Guys, you know, the more descriptions you write, the better you'll get at it. And pretty soon you'll be able to write these fantastic descriptions without even thinking about it. So. Put in your 10,000 hours, write lots of descriptions, hone it, get better at it, get feedback, and it'll start to come to you more naturally as you go along. So to recap, how do you wanna write your descriptions or how do you determine the best way to write them, what to include, what not to include? Number one, no more than two to three salient details for anything that you're describing. Not a laundry list of adjectives that's gonna totally drown your reader, just two or three. Uh, Number two, make them sensory details, okay? Make the reader feel it, see it, visualize it, uh, smell it, taste it, make it part of the showing and not telling experience for the reader. Number three, tie it to something relevant, specifically to the character's emotions, beliefs, and perceptions, okay? The emotions and perceptions will tie to what's going on in the story, so if you can somehow relate your descriptors to that, it makes for a much more powerful experience for the reader. And finally, ask beta readers or fellow authors or whoever your um, first editors are for feedback if you're unsure about how well you're doing a particular description, okay? That is pretty much what I have on this particular topic. Um, I do want to announce that I have an upcoming mini course that I'm putting together on how to create themes in your fiction. Uh, So many people tell me that 
theme is difficult for them. People are very uncertain about theme. And I remember myself when I was starting out just going, how, what is a theme? I mean, it's almost like a Latin word. You know, what does it mean? How do we incorporate it? How do I even know what my theme is? All of that. So I'm going to do a little mini course. It's going to be free. Um, you'll just have to sign up for it. And it's not quite ready yet, but it'll be ready in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Um, if you have a specific question or topic that you want me to cover on the podcast, or if you just want to leave me an audio review, you can go to speakpipe.com forward slash the prolific author. That'll also be in the show notes if you want to click on it. And you can ask me any question you want there, any topic you want covered, anything you're struggling with, or anything else you want to say. <laughs> and I might just feature it on the podcast. Um, all right. And then if you if you don't like speak pipe and you're just not into the audio element of it you can also ask me questions via email or get into my dms on instagram um, my instagram is now i believe it's oh hang on let me check i know that i changed it but i don't remember what i changed it to so my instagram is now fiction author biz school i'll put it in the show notes because it's kind of long and like i said you can get into the dms there too if you want to ask a question okay um, I think that is all I have for today. Everybody have a wonderful week of writing. Let's get out there and change the world one transformational fiction story at a time. See you back here next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.